Philippians 3. And um, amen. I won't be terribly long this morning. I want to uh, say some things, though, and I know I've already talked for a few moments, but there are some things that I really want us to, um, to dig into today, some things that I believe um, will be life-changing. Amen. Amen. Philippians chapter 3. And um, let's begin at verse number 7. Now, I want to read some of these verses, and, and we're not going to be able to focus on all of this today or tonight, but um, we're, we're building something here, and I appreciate you um, participating in, in the Holy Spirit, building it in your heart and life as well. So verse number 7, Paul speaking, he says, But what things were gained to me, these I have counted lost for Christ, Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being conformed to His death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Now, there are certain things that you need to understand in order to understand these verses. And because a lot of people do not understand these foundational things, they come to Philippians 3 and try to interpret it or try to make sense of it or try to figure out how to apply it to their lives and wind up in error because they do not understand some of the other fundamental or foundational doctrines of, of Christianity, doctrines of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And of course, what we know is that our salvation was purchased through Jesus' sinless life his death on the cross, his burial in the grave, his resurrection from that grave, and then his return or ascension back to the right hand of God the Father. And what the scriptures teach us about our salvation, about you and me, every person in this room that's been born again, or any person in this room that has not yet been born again but would choose to be born again this morning, amen, is that Jesus lived a sinless life as your substitute. He did for you what you could not do for yourself. Then he died for all the times that we've tried and got it wrong or all the times we didn't try and got it wrong, but, but he died for your sins and for mine. He was then buried and then was raised up from the dead and then returned back to the right hand of the Father. And all of those different steps or stages of his accomplishment was something that he accomplished for you and for me. He did that for you. We could even take it one step further. He did that as you. So for instance, in Galatians 2.20, Paul says, I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. In other words, Paul is saying that when Jesus died, he died with him. When Jesus was buried, I was buried with him. You were buried with him. When Jesus was raised up, Romans 6 teaches us this, that we were raised up together with him to newness of life. That the old person you were was buried in an unmarked grave and that when Jesus came up out of the grave, you came up out of the grave with him to newness of life. We've been given a new life. We've been given a new spirit. Amen. And so we have to have at least some understanding of these things to understand what 
the Apostle Paul is talking about here. So when he says in verse 10, that I may know Him, that I may know the power of His resurrection, and the fellowship of His sufferings being conformed to His death, many people read this and they only think that this is referring to persecution. That these are things that we must endure because we believe in Jesus and other people are picking on us because of that. What he's talking about here is something much deeper than this. He's talking about you and I knowing and understanding the newness of life that has come to us because of Jesus' resurrection and because of the things that He suffered. The Bible makes it very clear that because of the stripes He took on His back, we have been healed. We have received healing. Amen. So the idea of the fellowship of His sufferings, He's talking about that we participate in the benefit of what Jesus suffered so that we could have. Amen. Now, this last verse, verse 11, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. So where, again, people look at this and they think that he's talking about something that would happen after they die physically. That, you know, one day, you know, if Jesus doesn't come back, then we will go and die and be put in the ground and that we're going to die hoping that when Jesus does come back that we'll come out of the grave and that's how a lot of people look at this but that is absolutely not what the Apostle Paul is saying if we direct our attention to the amplified version I believe you'll get a much better feel or much better understanding of what's being stated here the amplified version says this in verse 11 that if possible I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead even while in the body. Let's do this again now. That if possible I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead even while in the body. He is clearly talking about the new life that he has received in Christ Jesus. And being able to walk out and live out and experience and enjoy and share with others this new life while still in the physical body that has not yet been saved, that has not yet been, if you will, the Bible speaks of your salvation in three 